and the last record you guys ended up on capital and um conquest is the last one i see here in 85. Mm -hmm. um it seemed like there were like a lot of different contributors that were involved with that by that point i mean there's a lot of people that were never part of the brass construction scene exactly. at that point so um just things just kind of fizzled at that point how did it come to a well it, it fizzled and you know just an in-house fighting and you know the, the the whole thing you know uh it, it, it became more of a headache to me you know we, we're talking in a personal level and maybe the other guys may want to speak for themselves but the chemistry had, by that time had gone you know we're no longer kids and you know whatever you want to do i'll help you this it was all well i want you to do this and so you in the street i'll go oh, you want me to play that uh you gotta play it you like it yep like it you know as before you, know, you want me to play that? okay fine but if i do this bear with me come on good really mickey go ahead try it, it it's just a different thing now he's like play so i play and then they do the production work you know, so the involvement, the the uh, emotional involvement wasn't there by that time, but that's wow. like that's like it, it, in band years, that's like a hundred years, you know, like a band is like dog dog years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ten years, you know, every year is like seven years in a band. So, so we're already talking about you know ten years or ten albums because yeah, but you know, it, it's starting to. No, and you when you look back now, I mean, it's a fantastic legacy that you yeah. guys. Yeah. Were integral in creating, and so um, a lot to be proud about, and hopefully um, that uh, well overshadows, you know, the negative stuff that came along. But um, Morris, when uh, it was the end of the road for studio recording at that point, True. Um, did you feel like a sense of relief, kind of then, because it was sort of heading in that direction, or where was your your head at when uh, that ended? You talking about the, the actual recording with with. Um randy as producer or yeah when the last record was 85 so from yeah. that point when that ended um how did you feel about that and how did you well, move on from that okay like we were just Rick was just saying you know he by the, by the last album he just started you know going and doing what he's what he's had to do to make things happen but for me it started earlier than that it started like you know, right, right after the sixth, the sixth album, and you know, it started early for me because um, I had a different type of thinking than you guys in the band. You know, um, because you know, we was kind of coerced and tricked into signing with Randy. I felt, you know, what I'm saying, and I didn't like the idea. You know, what I'm saying because you know we started out, you know, the group together, and I, and I've got. And I know you, I don't know how many groups you interview, but I know you probably hear this from most of the groups, you know, that, that you know, that, you know, you start out as, as young kids together and you expect to, you know, get an equal share, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, one guy comes along and, you know, okay, so he's more talented. You know, don't think he's supposed to get the whole pie, you know what I'm saying? And after we left Death Lane, this is when, the pie is supposed to be split up equally. You know, now is our turn. You know, you hear this story all the time. The group's got to pay their dues. They got to pay their dues. They pay their dues. They leave the bad management and the bad production. And then they said, okay, now it's time for me to make money. After that time, you know, leaving Jeff Lane, 
you know, I'm saying, okay, you know, little did I know that in history, it's always been happening. It's always happening. It wasn't no internet back then. It wasn't no books. You know, it wasn't no stories or bands that we know now. You know, all this shit. We said, oh, wait a minute, this has been going on, you know? And some bands keep it to themselves. The other players, they keep it to themselves. So even now, we're keeping it to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Even now, after 30 years, we're still trying to keep it to ourselves. Like it's a hush-hush, a no-no thing, you know what I'm saying? So definitely back then, other groups were keeping it to themselves because they felt embarrassed. You know, they let stuff happen like that. But I'm not one to do that, you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of pissed that we didn't get our rightful due after we left Jeff Lane, you know, with Randy. So right after, right off the back, I started saying, shutting it down. I said, boom, this is, this is my feeling. I went in, did what I was supposed to do, you know, and if I didn't have other personal interests, you know, um, that kept me afloat financially, you know what I'm saying? I mean, really afloat, um, you know, I might've done something, you know, like starting my own band, you know, left the group, whatever. But I said, you know what? I'm doing something else. I'll go along with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Because I like the stage performance. You know, mm-hmm. I'll stay out the studio. I'll go when you need me. Okay, you need me? Boom, boom, going to after that, you know? And then I went around for the next round. You know what I'm saying? We're after the contract is over with Randy. So to answer your question, um, I was happy as hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so after, you know, it ended with Randy. Because I said, okay, now this is the time now. You know, I thought it was going to be four years ago, you know, four albums ago. This is the time now when we get, when we get our just through. And basically we did. I mean, you know, music changed or what have you. And, and then we took, we took control. And that was the best thing we ever did. I mean, it took, it took us a minute. It took us some doing, you know, to get control. Because after Randy left the group, because he's the one that left, because basically we, we were saying, okay, well, Randy, you know what, this contract is up. Now let's do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't want to do it the right way. He said like, you know, his way or his highway. So we said, okay, well, you can't go and take the group, you go. So he left. So we had control of the group. And when when did you guys start playing live later on as Brass Construction and, and, and doing that? Well, basically after that, Okay, we just had to get ourselves, you know, some space. So about seven to eight months a year, we started to record. You know, maybe maybe we, we when I say raw recording, we all had our little studios in the house by then and had little bits and bats of doing it. But I'm talking about going to you know a real studio and started recording. So myself, Mick, and Joe, we started out in the studio, which was uh, what's the name of the studio, Mick? Jambox. Yeah, Jambox yeah, Studios. So we started still, out. Still going the, strong, that studio too. Okay. Um, the other guys, the other guys in the group was kind of slow motion. They kind of was feeling it out to see where it was going. You know, see if it was worth the money, worth the time, because we didn't have no deal. We were using our own money, you know, what have you. So we started out recording, you know, and then after, you know, the recording, and then eventually everybody, they jumped, the other guys jumped on the bandwagon, so to speak. And, you know, we put the group back together and which was about, um, oof, Mick, you know the years more than me. What we did, we, we, we started actually playing. Uh, yeah, we started playing, you know, right, you know, in eight, uh, 88, 89. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We we, we talked- so what we did, 
was um, um, we use the, 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 now sometimes we would use two keyboard players. Randy would come out and sing. And we used the guy that was the producer and the owner of Jambox, that studio. He was also a keyboard player. So we used him on yeah, Lee Evans. Right? The trumpet player, which is uh, Wayne Paris, he had backed out. He said, you know what? He's not coming back. And we used one of the Crown Heights Feds uh, uh, trumpet players, you know, Tyrone Cox. Okay? Um, we brought in the, the, the original singer, the, the young lady, Paula Anderson, who sung Walk on the Line. We brought her back in to do Walk on the Line because basically that was one of the last songs that was, you know, so somewhat a hit at that time. So we brought her in to, to, to do Walk on the Line and sing background. And we basically, you know, we got the members back. And Wade Williamson didn't want to come back at the time. So Mick went from playing saxophone to playing bass. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, and then, you know, so it, it's kind of like we were, we were going to do whatever it needed to be. Because at that time, Larry wasn't there, you know, and I was going to play drums. You know what I'm saying? So whatever it needed to be to make it happen, but first we had to put a rhythm section together first before we did the horn. So whatever we did, we had to do to put together rhythm section together. So Joe Wong was there. Mick, Mick, who would play sax, was on bass. And, you know, I would play drums. So that's a three-piece rhythm section right there. And we had the actual keyboard player who played for us, who owned the studio, which was Jambox. So we had a four-piece, you know, section there. So we started out like that, you know, doing some, you know, originals and putting together stuff. And then we just weeded in the other guys, you know, from the band, you know, who wanted to come in. Larry came back in. And so I went back, you know, on trumpet, you know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, we got Tyrone and then we added, then, you know, then we, we had a set. So that was about 88. You know, we started, you know, playing a few shows. Um, I think our first show might have been Philly, Mick. Oh yeah, we, it was. Uh, we did a show. I think it was with Mandrill too in Philly. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did Philly. I mean, Philly was one of the towns that you know they always loved us. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know Philly. So we did. We did Philly. You know, we did like the um, the Parks Department. You know that little circle there, Parks Department in Philly, in New Jersey. Um, you know what have you? But that was around '88. You know, into to, to '89. All up into '90, probably we would. I'm talking about when we first started. When we first started, yeah. And then you guys put out a live record, 98, sorry? Uh, was it put out in 98? Well, there was there was a uh, there was a live. You're talking about that live. Well, it wasn't live. You're talking about the one you had, you know about? I saw something listed. It looked like it was a live record from 98 or so. No, it, it, it's not live. It's not. It, it wasn't us. It was... Uh, Live soundtracks. Yeah, Capitol Records uh, did that. Uh, I, I don't even think Muller was involved in that. Well, the inner sound thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, they exactly. just put it out. Okay, so yeah. did you guys put out uh, anything, or were you trying to put something out, or just... Content? We were just concentrating on, on touring and doing shows. Uh, we, did, we did a lot of shows, and uh, we, we did do the the records at that time 
the funk records, you know, they were kind of funky. Still have those tracks, by the way, Price. Maybe we should try to put them back together again. That we did with uh, Jambox at Leavis's studio. Uh, but we never we never released it. Mm. And uh, we just concentrated on playing. You know, so... Uh, did, did those track? If I heard, if I was to hear those tracks, do you think I'd be able to say that reminds me of Brass Construction? Uh, I would say so. I would say so. We have um, we we did different types of, of songs too, you know. But um, right. we went we went different ways. We did some slow jam, you know, like. Uh, a street called love and all that you know you don't know what i'm talking about probably some different stuff right. but, uh, well we like you say we went different directions we went you know at that time guys were feeling certain things different things so we just you know vibed on whatever they were feeling you know um matter of fact we even um brought in the, the ladies of sky and they did about six songs yeah we have that track we never released it that's on we call the reconstruction Right, we call it reconstructing, and we got about six songs with them, you know. And at that time, they well had a little situation with them, you know. They started getting, you know, lost in the sauce with that with their company, you know what I'm saying? When it started hitting, you know, um, you know, they left Solomon, and you know, they kind of, you know, slowed down, and you know, went back and started doing their own thing. So we kind of took them back under our wing, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not jumping off the story, but, you know, but we kind of, um, you know, started, you know, re recording with them or them recording with us. And, um, and at that time, matter of fact, um, a little while before that, well, I had to get into Sky's story. I, that's another, that's a whole nother story. I was going to get into Sky. You know, if they're involved in with us with the new brass. But anyway, when you ask me that question, I'll I'll bring it up. So, what musically significant uh, took place from the early '90s to where we are now with what you guys are up to? Uh, in terms of um, touring, I would say from um, from the early '90s all the way up to to where are we now 2017 we've <laughs> always been, we've always been playing and playing shows uh i mean larry payton passed away uh last year the drummer a couple you know, almost two years uh so so we, we we stayed up we stayed away from the music but then we we, we put the band back again and we did a series of shows very successful uh, we played in new jersey uh a nice big festival a lot of funk funketeers showed up for that you know good feeling so so we're still we're still there we're still playing um i'm in the process now of all that music and i'm talking about hundreds of songs that date back because i because I, I used to record a lot of stuff Scott, you know, I've had a, a recorder for since the days, you know. So I'm in a process now of putting all that together so that we're going to start to, you know, uh, release some of these songs. 
um, and uh, and tour and cut songs and tour again uh, with, with, with an independent production company that we formed you know um, and it's a lot easier now you know as you know social media wise you can get your songs out and I think we have a, a story to tell not only verbally but with the music I think we're going to be around we've been we've been around believe it or not uh, the uh, if you take brass instruction story back from dynamic souls days 1968 first when we first spoke about it dynamic souls to 1918 it's 50 years wow all right and there's a lot of materials a lot of stuff that needs to be put together archived because it's not a go anywhere because uh, fortunately, we did this, our musical career, when the music industry was at, at its heights. And it's no longer the way it used to be. It, you know, it was a time when the music industry was bigger than the film industry. And we were right in the middle of that. So, again, there's a lot of stuff. We, we You know, concerts, recordings and stuff. And, songs that never made the album songs that prize wrote i wrote when you know all the and, and stories behind them you know so uh with songs with sky girls and you know Solomon roberts you know when when we used to play you know Saul is, is, is the leader of sky i have stuff with him when we, we were teenagers playing together and him singing the song roberts was, a, was the lead singer when he had his band called fuel it's a big story but anyway i got a lot of stuff so 2018, we could still talk about stuff, you name it, all the way up to, you know, uh, we go, we, we pass. So um, we've done a phone con and because we, 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 we still got the, the band together. Uh, we, we, uh, we tried out a new drummer. We tried out a new keyboard player. It worked pretty good. So uh, 2019, uh, we already got um, uh, promoters from um, England, France, Germany, uh, Belgium, and Holland, all ready to 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 put us out there. These are not huge shows, but these are like festivals. So we're going to be playing those, and we're going to release some of the music that we never released over the years. So that's the plan for Brass Construction in the near future well you know the closest thing to how great hearing your music is is the music to my ears and fans ears to hear about you know music coming out and about you guys being on stage so that's amazing fantastic news um well scott let me let me let me just go back a little bit you know there's a couple of things that we kind of missed because you wouldn't know because you would to ask because you don't know but um, you know, I want to keep it real, and you know, I mean, um, you know, you know, I want to have it out there that you know, because you know, sometimes things we like we don't like to talk about, but I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I want those type of guys, you know. And the part, that, one of the parts that we missed when we was talking about going when we started to to perform again, and um, was that um, 
we started we performing, but when we would perform, it was out of town shows. You know, it was shows like I said, Philly. You know, we did Baltimore, and you know that time, which wasn't promoted in in um, New York. But back in like ninety eight ish, uh, ninety nine, we was gonna do a show at the Apollo, you know, with some of the the, the, the locals, you know, you know, the, the Crown Heights and, you know, they had a couple of the singing groups, you know, you know, um, Blue Magic and, you know, it was a few groups like that. When I say locals, you know, I'm talking about New York, Philly locals. And and they had the name up of the marquee, you know? Somebody got whim of it and told Randy Muller, okay? Now, at that time, Randy Muller didn't know that we was performing. And he thought he had rights since he walked away from the group to the group. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, um, some, of the, one, some of the problems which I had, um, you know, with the situation, which we didn't know, back then, you know, um, the managers and producers were trademarking the groups, you know, it happens all the time, you know, even with the Jacksons, you know, Barry Gordy over the name and, you know, Jackson Five and this one, that, Ray Goodman and Brown and these groups got to change their name. Even Prince, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, that changed the symbol because somebody owns his name. But but when we left Jeff Lane, Jeff Lane was man enough to give us the name. He didn't try to, 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 to trademark it. Randy went behind our back and trademarked the name. That was the one of the things that pissed me off, you know, with that situation. He wasn't supposed to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the interim, after things that he let it lapse. He let the name lapse. So when he let the name lapse, I found out. I went and snatched it. Okay. When we snatched the name, we had to give all type of proof why we using it, why we taking it, blah, 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 which we had all the proof, you know, to trademark. Okay. So we trademarked the name. Randy didn't even know. Okay, so now when it came time to record, you know, uh, we made to perform. We were performing at this at 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 the uh, at the Apollo. Randy put a cease and desist. You know what I'm saying? And I told the promoter, well, he said Randy's going to sue me. And I was like, how are you going to sue you? Well, he sent me a trademark. I said, really? So I sent him the, the right copy of the trademark. And he was like, well. You know what? I don't know what's going on. We got, but I'm pulling your guys off the show. So he pulled us off the show. Okay. So at that time, you know, I was saying like, this is it. Something's got to be done. So we wind up taking Randy to court. You know, for the name. Now, like I said, this is the part that we could have just bypassed and let it go on out, and then you wouldn't know nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, if I wouldn't have brought this up, but it's something that need to be said, you know what I'm saying? So Randy, Randy wound up taking us, no, we wound up taking Randy to court for the name because he was saying that our, our trademark, you know, we didn't get it legit and, you know, he didn't get it legit and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we have to fight over now who owned the name of Brass Construction, okay? So, so we, we wound up, you know, um, getting an attorney on retainer, attorney called Ed Toptani, and we wound up going to a court. I mean, real court, sit down, jury, the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And long story short, we won. 
Okay. Now we not only won, but we won punitive damages for the things that gigs that he stopped, for you know monies that we should have received, you know what have you. So, long story short, I mean, it he was going to appeal. The attorney said it's going to cost us money to appeal and blah 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 blah. So he said, listen, let me try to make a deal with Randy because he can't afford it. We could he could afford it at that time a little better than we can. You know what I'm saying? So we wound up taking a deal out. It was like a half a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? So we wound up taking a deal where, okay, you know what? You keep the money. We keep the name. And that's how we left off. That's only when we were Scott Free. He would have kept following us and hassling it with us. What, what year did you guys finally win that? Well, that was in 2000. Now, in the interim, what's, what's, what, what is really bad situation and and it's, and it's kind of you know when i think about it it, it kind of draws a little irky feeling into me because um we had to put together this money and decide whether we was going to take randy to court okay so myself joe and mick is like the ringleaders of this whole thing but we had to put all the guys in the band down had to be the other guys that even wasn't playing with us had to be part of the suit so we got them, they was fine, okay? So as soon as we went to the, to the attorney to sign the deal, give them the money, give them the retainer, give them the thing, sign it, okay, let's go to court. That evening coming home, you know I mean? We were so keen about it and it was, you know, and Joe was, Joe Wong, who passed away, was the type of guy, you know, he, he would, we used to call him the executioner. He would get mad about certain things, you know, he would get really mad. And he was determined to make this thing happen to the point where he might have said to himself, you know what, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm die before this happens. You know, I'm going to see this happen until I die. And at that evening, after we signed the, the information, you know, the, the, you know, the paperwork, he died the next day. Wow. Yep. I mean, it was like, wow. <laughs> we waited until he got that paper, you know, signed. To die, you know, you know there have been problems. I was with the problems. It's like we went to court with, 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 uh, excuse the way I'm saying it, with a dead man's signature, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he's like, When did he die? The next day, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, Wow, you know what I'm saying? So that was kind of, you know, made me feel kind of like, you know what, guys, we got to get this done, you know what I'm saying? Joe waited till, you know, he, 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 he the day before he died to sign this thing. He could have died the day before. He could have died a year before. And the thing about it, it was no cause of his death. It just, he just died. They couldn't find nothing in the autopsy, nothing, you know, no sickness, no nothing, no nothing. He just died. Till this day, his mother, his wife couldn't find anything. They couldn't find nothing. You know? So with that said, you know, we went to court like, you know, like, okay, we determined that we're going to make this thing happen, you know, and we fulfilled. We we won we won the suit, we gave back the money, and we won the name. And then, so from then, you know, we didn't really have no problems with Randy. He let us, you know, go on and say, you know what, I, I throw my hands up. Because he couldn't do nothing legally about it after that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So we decided to, that's when we decided to say, you know what, okay, now we're going full force. You know, even though we did do some shows, you know, with Joe that he didn't know about. So continuing on, 
that you know to the to the situation. That's when we decided to put together the actual um, you know extra the, the band with you know the other players. So um, after we won, you know the suit, we said, okay, listen, let's do a tribute concert. One, it was a tribute to us winning, but that wasn't the real deal. But a tribute to Joe. I'm saying. So there's a there's a nightclub in New York called that used to call Tramps. It was it was a, you heard about it? Yeah, I, well, I've never been there, but I've heard recordings from there. Like, uh, okay, we was one of, we was one of the last groups that closed. They closed down a month afterward. We knew it was closing, so I made a deal with them. They gave me the door. They gave me the house. They said, "Listen, you're going to make this happen." What I wanted to do was bring all the groups back together. That that Mandy had involvement with, you know, what I'm saying that he screwed, you know, uh, and the other groups that that's in Brooklyn that that was sitting there basically, you know, not doing anything, you know, what I'm saying. So I wind up, um, you know, calling these guys up. First, it was supposed to be um, basically a big group, which which you know I named the Legends of Funk, you know, like a 15 piece group, each guy's playing. You know each other's songs. Uh, you know the Sky Girls. We was going ladies of Sky. Rather, we was going back. The, we used to call them the Sky Girls, by the way. Um, ladies of Sky, backing them up. Um, the Crown Heights guys. We had like four of them. We was going to do the rhythm section for them, and and another group called First Circle. You know, and and BT Express. Okay, but then you know after a while they started bringing in other members, and you know, and almost everybody had their own group. So they put their groups together from that incident right there. And they basically put their groups back together, you know, from that incident. So, I mean, they all stayed together, but before that, nobody, they wasn't playing. Now I had, I was booking the, you know, the ladies of Sky, you know, um, you know, myself on, on the side and then um, Crown Heights, a couple of guys were playing with us, you know, back and forth. But basically that was the introduction but they got a taste of being back out on the road, you know what I'm saying? So we did that concert, and from then on, you know, we just started, you know, you know, touring, you know, as much as we can, you know, going to Europe, you know, like every every year for like five years in a row, you know, going to France, and um, you know, here, here we are now, basically. But you know, basically, you know, you know, I want to get that out the way because that was a significant thing because. It was it was a situation where it was a transition, you know, that you know gave the guys the energy to say, you know, okay, you know what, at least gave me the energy because I was done, you know what I'm saying? I was done with the with the bull crap, you know what I'm saying, and not not split splitting things equally, you know. Of course, if you got a million dollars and you got nine guys, it feels better having a million dollars instead of you know nine hundred thousand and after paying taxes, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's understandable, but fair is fair. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you make your money other places. You make your money by with, 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 with quantity. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so, but basically, I know that happens, you know, to everybody. And some people just walked away, you know, just walks away from the group. But, you know, we, we were determined, you know, not to walk away. And then we, we fulfilled. We, we got the name now, you know. And we had it for, you know, for about a good 17 years. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm so glad, Morris, that you did share that. It's uh, such a uh, critical part of the latter day story of the group. So, um, thanks for sharing that. And you're right, 
I've heard so many uh, stories. I've done like 65 or so of these shows and probably at least half of them have similar stories to that, you know, um, whether it's a war with their ridiculous thing or Thomas McClary and the Commodores or uh, it just goes on and on and on and on. So really glad to hear that you guys finally came out on top. Yep. We're here. (laughs) So um, appreciate so much your time, your generosity um, and uh, openness to share all these memories and stories, but um, got to wind it down. I want to ask you a couple more questions if you're cool with that, and then we'll uh, close out of here. All right. Okay. Um, one is, if you had to describe to somebody the brass construction sound and what made it unique, what would you say? So, Morris, you were talking a while. I'll let Mick jump in on that. Oh, okay. Uh, the sound that I feel that everybody remembers about brass construction, it's that it had a, a hard funk horns, uh, driving rhythm, unique uh, motivation in their lyrics, uh, uplifting, uh, gives everybody a chance to think you look at some of our titles i see the light times are changing i'm moving moving on uh we always try to give a positive message um and we were one of the bands that put together an actual i would say a life story uh you, you hear all the bands of the one hit wonders but we we weren't just a we weren't a one hit wonder because we have a you know a, a, a large volume of of albums you know um, not many groups will ever record ten albums um, so what I think people will remember about the band is that in its time we were one of the best funk R and B bands in that time and era. And you know you could you could pick your bands, but sooner or later our name will come up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know we start naming this band, that band, that band. Oh, then we'll come up. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know people enjoyed the music, and we're still gonna funk on. Well, you know I started this show uh, about a year and a half ago, and Brass Construction was definitely among the first of my thoughts that had to be part of this. So, uh, Morris, is there anything that, uh, you know, that that he didn't encapsulate about what makes Brass construct, uh, Construction unique and special? Well, Mick kind of kind of um, answered it, except for um, that, uh, I just want to add on that, um, I don't know if it's the name or it's just the horn section, but, when you when you say brass construction, everybody first thing they say, man, the horn section, the horn section. So basically, the horn section was was the key point of 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 you know the force of the group. But now, the ones who actually saw us live, okay, they will also say the horn section 
because like I said before, the horn section, we used to move like we was in a marching band, like a, a you know, like the, um, you know, a college marching band. We used to march and play and, you know, and do stuff like that, which, you know, some of the groups were doing, but we did it, we did it in a little wilder way, you know what I'm saying? We did it like rock, you know, people did, you know, a lot of the groups did it more of choreography, you know, Blue Magic and, you know, that type of sweet, you know, shuffle, shuffle on the buffalo. We did the hard stuff, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, and our, our movements look hard, you know what I'm saying? But we did it, you know, in unison, you know what I'm saying? We, we everybody, we moved this, you know, certain way. And then one of my friends told me, he said, man, you know, and, and I thought about it, I said, really? And which which wasn't too crazy to think about, but it was just funny that when I went to a concert, I started laughing on the stage. He told me, he said, man, you're the only group that's out there that the people don't know the lyrics, they sing the horn lines. He said, you watch the next show, you go look at the people's mouth, they sing in the horn lines, they know the horn lines. So instead of singing the lyrics, they going that you know, they sing in the horn lines. And you know, and not too many other groups out there like that, you know, they'd actually sing, sing the horn lines plus and floor. And they know, like if a horn line is loose, like if you're singing lyrics, you know, a lot of groups, they go out there, they they play the horn. They can play them or not play them, you know. They can play them or not play them. People don't care. But we go out there, them horns better be tight, and they better play the lines with the people. They know the line of the horn section. And, you know, sometimes we, we don't play this horn section, you know, like it is because we want to break it down and cut it in half. We don't have time. We want to make the song shorter. They say, man, you think they, they want to hear it like they're making Man, you didn't do it like the record. You left out the part. Yeah, da, 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 da. You know, they was, I was like, man, how you know that? Man, I love that part. It's almost like leaving, leaving out a lyric of the song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, you cracked me up with that, Morris, because um, you reminded me that when I was a teenager and listening to those records with my friends, you know, everyone played air guitar, right? We actually played air horns listening to exactly that's what it is yeah. you know and not to me people were used to that you know they used to air guitar and everybody go like nah, that 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 and it was like what the hell but yeah yeah that's basically what i see you know a lot of people would say to me you know and a friend of mine told me that a, a while ago and then we, i was like really because i didn't know you know people were doing it i would just you know look at shows you see people enjoying it, so, but, you know, he would say, you know, oh, my friend played with brass, and they would say, what, brass? Nah, 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 he said, they would start singing, you know, instead of singing some song, like a melody, you know, call me, you know, they would say, da, 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 you know, they sing the line, it was like, man, you know the horn line? And they would know the horn lines, you know? Yeah. I said, okay, that's great. <laughs> okay. And then plus for like- He wasn't the only one playing air horn. <laughs> For a couple of decades, at least, anyway, I mean, people were mostly deprived of horns, you know, I mean, the 80s yes. and 90s, not a lot of horns. So, so good to have them back again. So, guys, um, how can everyone keep up with what's happening with Brass Construction today? Um, if you're putting out new music, where you're playing, all that good stuff. So, who wants to give the 411? I'll, I'll give you information. Uh, BrassConstruction.com is, is our website. Uh, uh, we're on, um, we're going to start, you know, a lot of the new stuff is going to be coming out on the Spotify, 
and iTunes. If they Google any of that, you'll find old brass construction songs. You'll even find um, the one we did with Moondock. If, if, if you know uh, uh, Two-Timing Lady and all that type of stuff when it was Dynamic Souls. So there's a history, uh, but most of the time you can catch us on um, uh, BrassConstruction.com and Twitter. Uh, brass, BrassCon is, is the Twitter and uh facebook price you you, you yeah. do a lot of stuff on the facebook too right we the next the next big thing like i we talked about it is gonna come you know uh um, well we're gonna start we have to start rehearsing soon right. and uh, and i think about february they talk and i will know in about three or four weeks you know what the dates are um they haven't you know right now they got about 10 dates but we need to, we need to get more to make it work. You make you know make sense. You know what I'm saying? And, and not only that, uh, the the, uh, the there's a the record company that wants to record is also in coincide coincide with those dates, and they want to do some live recording. Uh, again, uh, that's around February. We 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 we're not going to post it yet, but that's what's upcoming. Uh, it, it, we we slow down a little bit after Larry Payton passed. Uh, but 2019, uh, you're gonna see a lot of brass construction out, out there in, in tours and in social media, and there's gonna be a, lots of stuff released, old stuff, new stuff, and uh, again, you could follow most of it. It'll be on uh, brassconstruction.com. That's the best way uh, to 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 look us up. Beautiful. Before we sign off, any um, final words to fans, Morris? Well, no, just um, you know, keep on the lookout, and you know, sorry it took so long uh, for your fans that you do, you know, uh, frequent the site. You know, Scott's, you know, um, we should have been here a while ago, but we're here now, and you know, it, it was fun. Great, thank you so much. Yeah, I like to say, Scott, thanks a lot. You know, you do a great job. In keeping funk alive, it's a great uh, American, you know, art art form in, in terms of music. It'll never die. There's always going to be people who want to be funked, and uh, we've been playing it a long, long, long time. Like I said, uh, in over 50 years, and uh, hopefully it'll go on for another 50 years uh, when we're long, long gone. But uh, I would like to say thanks a lot. Do a great job with your show. Well, there you have it. As is Truth and Rhythm's way, we went deep into not only the recorded music, but also deep behind the scenes for those stories that had an effect on the music that probably a lot of us were never aware of. And now we've been informed and educated. What an engaging couple of guys Mick and Morris were. I think we're all very eager to hear some of that new and unreleased music and also see them return to the stage. Once again, a very special thanks out to both of them for participating and being so generous with their time and their stories. Also, sincere thank you to you, the viewers, as always, keeping the faith, keeping that support, much appreciated. Speaking of which, subscribe to Truth and Rhythm. You do that by subscribing to the Funk and Stuff channel on YouTube. That's where Truth and Rhythm lives and breathes. And now a new product that we're doing is TNR Quick Takes, which are excerpts 
from the longer interviews. And so those are also a lot of fun. You get it all if you just subscribe on YouTube to the Funkin' Stuff channel. And um, you also get it before anyone else does. So get friends to subscribe, family members, need that support, show these great funk, jazz, and R&B musicians that what they did is important, matters, spread the word. Also, I want to hear from you. I'm getting a lot of emails and um, hearing from folks and want to keep it going. So let me know what you like about the show, what touches you, what moves you, who else you want to see on the show. Chances are I'm probably already pursuing whoever that is, but it doesn't matter. You know what? I recently had Breakwater on, and part of the reason I did that was because I had such a high volume of requests for them to be on. So keep it coming, folks. And with that, as always, this is Scott, Dr. Jake Skolfine, saying keep on vibrating to the rhythm of the one.